And now it's time for the Beer is Fundamental podcast with your hosts, BT and the Beer Searchers. Welcome to the Neighborhood. What's going on, everybody? This is the Beer is Fundamental podcast, and we want to welcome you to the Nay Beer Hood, where craft beer is the talk of the town. First time listeners, welcome. Returning visitors, welcome back to the Nay Beer Hood, and we're glad to have you. We have a lot to get into, especially as it relates to beer news. We got a lot of responses from last week's question of the week. Remember, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at 407 407- 3507909 call in leave us a message and we could possibly play it on the next podcast we'd love to know what you're drinking so tell us about it social media we're all over that thing you can follow us on Instagram at beer is fundamental facebook at beer is fundamental twitter beer fundamental leave the ears out or you can always email us at bt at beerisfundamental.com. And of course, you can check us out on our big and popping website, beerisfundamental.com. So we want to take this time to let you go get a beer. We love music and we love music when we're brewing at the house. And so we've been to several different breweries and they love music. So we always play a little music on our podcast. We also love to know that you're sipping on something as as you're listening to us. So we're going to take this music break to allow you to go and and get something in your hand. We're going to leave you with a nice little smooth track that we like by an artist uh, by the name of Dalminjo. And uh, this is Departure Departure Lounge. I'm sorry, not Departure Line. So hit that fridge. Go get you something to sip on, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Beer is Fundamental podcast.
And now, here's your host, BT and the Beer Searchers. We are back. We are back and ready to get into some of the upcoming beer news. Man, another one bites the dust. And yo, this one hurts a little bit. Funky Buddha has jumped off of the independent ship and signed up with the Empire, yo. Constellation brand has purchased Funky Buddha, reinforcing its strategy to lead the high-end beer segment in the United States. Funky Buddha, if you don't know much about them, was is, is down in Oakland Park, Florida. They were founded in uh, 2010 uh, by husband and wife, Ryan and Gianna Sense. And basically, they're they're they've been taking off in the state of Florida, and, and they produce some excellent beers uh, with with high quality ingredients. They're really doing their thing. Uh, you know, it, they have the award winning Florida Heffenweizen, the Hop Gun IPA. They have some really good good beers going on down there. But again, uh, Funky Buddha has. Signed up with with a, a, a high end brand constellation, and and again that that sort of sort of puts a damper on uh, some of us Florida people when it comes down to it. But it is what it is. I'm still going to support them. I you know I, I really do like the beer, so I can't really say that that I can't lie to you and say that I'm not going to to uh, continue to drink. Some some funky Buddha beers, but but this one this one sort of, sort of hurts. Some of us, um, I do know some people I've spoken with, and they like you know, screw it, you know, funky Buddha is now Darth Sith, you know, Lucius Malfoy, pretty Tony from the Mac, you know, they're really taking it hard, and some some are like, okay, well, you know what, at least it's not ABN Bev. You know, I'd rather see them sign up with Constellation than, than ABN Bell. So, so you know, some some of us are, are like that. Um, you know, and and, and I I readily admit that I've always been on the fence when it comes to you know stuff like this. You know, I I I understand wanting to make as much money as you, you possibly can from your product, but I also you know on the other end look at it from the standpoint of if you're successful being independent. Why not stay independent? But, you know, hey, I'm never crazy about, you know, going out and say, hey, you know, I'm never going to support these people knowing, you know, that, that they still possibly make great beers just because they've signed up with uh, uh, someone from from the high end. But it, it does it does take away definitely the the, the independent vibe of. Uh, from it, you know, you know, but the, the thing that sort of bugs me the most is sort of like, you know, the, the double talk when it comes down to to why, you know, one sells their their, their company. Um, for instance, um, here's a statement from the uh, Funky Buddha's head brewer and president, Ryan. He states, we chose to partner with Constellation because we saw an alignment and vision and felt they gave us the greatest opportunity for growth and development. Constellation and Funky Buddha share a lot of the same ideals and passions for philanthropy, entrepreneurship, and the art of craft beer. 
At the end of the day, we just really like the people we have met within the organization, each of whom share our dedication to make outstanding beer. Now, you know, all of that, that, that sounds great. But for me, that's just me, you know, my opinion. I would rather have someone come out and say, you know what? I make great beer. They recognized it. They offered me a fat check and I took it. You know, that that's the way. That's the way I would rather have someone come out and, and, and say that, you know, but but hey, it is what it is. And I, I, and again, will I stop will I stop drinking, you know, wide awake this morning, maple bacon coffee porter or the last snow coconut coffee porter? Nope. Probably not. You know, I like the beer and I'll probably continue. I know I will continue to still still drink it. Um, but hey, and, and you know what? I still expect, regardless for that beer, to to still taste just as good and and um, have those guys put just as much effort into it as they as they they've always seemed to have done. So I'm not looking for funky Buddha standards or brewing it to change at all. Um, and and that's what the owner is saying. So I'm gonna hold him at his word. That he's going to deliver the same culinary style, creative beer consumers and craft beer enthusiasts uh, celebrate today and 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 have have really looked uh, forward to. So I'm continuing to expect good beer from them. Now, with that being said, some other things have come along that has that sort of led me to another, I guess you could say, rant um, on a particular issue. How many of you saw the Bud Light 30 and the Bud Light Complex commercials? If you haven't, please check them out on, on the beersfundamental.com website. We put them on there and you can, you can, uh, look under the, uh, Bud take the article. Bud takes a subtle swipe at craft beer article. You can, you can look at that one and, and watch those two commercials. In a nutshell, Bud is taking a serious swipe at craft beer by saying that craft beer is, is so complex. Uh, it's so complex. Why drink it? It has too many flavors, according to them. They and, and so they're sort of highlighting the Bud Light. And they say, you know, they said that Bud Light has four essential ingredients, barley, rice, water and hops. The commercial shows like. Other beers with such things in them as a lobster tail, a rosemary stem, something that sort of looked like a stick from a bush and some other things. You know, they, they were taking a jab at, at craft beer. Now, here's my question and also my concern. Does everyone remember a few months ago when ABM Bev owned breweries, you know, a.k.a. the high end breweries created a video against. Um, the Brewers Association Independent Craft Seal. A key focus to the argument they were trying to make in that video was that it is, you know, it's all about the beer and the consumer. They were mentioning stuff like uh, they're continuing to support the craft beer and a movement and the innovation behind craft beer. Well, my question to them now after watching that Bud Light 30 and Bud Light Complex commercials, 
isn't isn't that a strike against you? Aren't those commercials a sort of a slap in the face to to you? You know, aren't they not poking at you? If you create innovative beers, aren't those commercials coming like directly at you? Isn't that like a diss to the craft beer consumer? I know when I saw them, I took it as such. If you make sour beers, how can you not see this commercial as a diss? If you make IPAs, how can you not feel, you know, some type of way? I can stomach a brewery selling to the empire for financial reasons. Don't get me wrong. But I understand and can bear it when it seems like, you know, they, they recognize that, that, that it's all a, a, a marketing scheme. And, and, but when the empire takes, you know, little shots at you and, and the craft beer community that, you know, you claim to continue to support and, and you are sort of quiet about it. I have an issue with that. But, you know, that that's just me. And if you, ha- you know, take this time, take a, a few minutes to go. I mean, it's just some 30 second commercials, both of them. Take some time. Go to beersfundamental.com. Uh, look up the article and, and watch those two commercials. And then, you know, give us a ring and let us know what you think. You know, email us and let us know what you think. Or you can leave your comment under the article and, and let us know what you think. And see if I'm, I may be off base. But that's that's simply the way that I, I feel about it. Now, let's get into the beer of the day. Today's beer was purchased at GB Bottle Shop, one of my favorite, one of our favorite stops. Big up to them as usual. Um, today's beer, we have the American Solera Ingak Barley Wine Style Ale. And I can tell right off the back that this is going to be good. Um, this beer is aged in cognac barrels for 18 months. Man, for those of you who are not familiar with barley wines, barley wines, uh, one, they're not, it's not a wine. Wines are fermented juices, basically. Barley wines are very much, you know, beers made of sugars extract, extracted from grains. Barley wines have been, you know, some of the strongest beers on the market with high ABVs ranging from as around 8% to 12% or more. One of the reasons that, you know, it's called a barley wine is because the alcohol in the beer is much closer to what the average person would find in a wine. And barley wines has more malt packed into it. Uh, than most most beers the increased malt adds to the sweetness of the beer it also uh brings in a little extra help from hops to keep the the beer balanced and that massive combination of malt hops and alcohol turns barley wines into sort of an extremely um deep deep beer and, you know, this may be, you know, it's a complex beer. So this may be one of the things that that uh, ABM Bev is, is sort of hitting at because barley wines are are, are complex beers. But the key is um, the flavors are so distinct and fluent that uh, 
you know, most people who, who drink barley, you know, drink beer really like, uh, barley wine. So, um, uh, I got it right here. I'm going to take this time, pop this cap, see what's going on here. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mmm. There's an uh, immediate aroma of, of raisin and, and plum and caramel and a little brown sugar and, hmm, fig. I think there's some fig in there. I grew up uh, with, a, with a fig tree in the backyard, so I, I do know the, the distinct smell of, of fig, and I seem to smell that in this beer. There's some um, vanilla, I think, and, and so again, barley wines is, is 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 complex, and so all of those aromas are are, are sort of expected in, in in a barley wine. Let's see. With this being in cognac barrels for eighteen months, I'm expecting a little booziness in this beer. So there's going to be some. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Let's see. I also believe that you know there's going to be a balance of the flavors to be there. So let's see what we got here. Hmm. That's good. And just as expected, the taste matches the flavors of the aroma. There's no, you know what? There's a little citrus in there. There's some pepper. This, this, this is really, this is really a good beer. Let's see. Now, you know, of course, here at, at Beer is Fundamental, we do rate our beers because you know we want we want you to be able to look at, at our rating and and, and know. That uh, you know, you're about to, to to purchase a good beer, and and I think for taste, for taste, I am going to step out there and give this a 4.0. And a, and again, our ratings are uh out of 5.0, so I'm gonna give this a 4.0. The aroma, I mean, it hit me as soon as I popped that that cap. So you know, honestly, I'm gonna step out and give it a 4.5. Buzzability, buzzability is a 5.0 right off the bat. I mean, with an ABV uh, as high as what is this, 12 percent? Yeah, that's 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 5.0 buzzability. So I am going to give this beer an overall rating of a 4.0. This lets you know that this is this is a a real real good beer. You need to go and if you can get a bottle of this, it's uh, American Solera is out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it is the Enyak, Enyak, E-N-G-Y-A-K, barley wine style, L, aged in cognac barrels, and it is a very, very good, very good beer. You want to try to make sure you drink this. I think I had this beer down like 50%, I mean, uh, uh, 50 degrees or something like that, 55 degrees. You know, you don't want to freeze it, but you want it, you know, be a nice little, little, little cool, chilly type of, of uh, temperature. So very, very good beer. Now, 
last week's question of the week, we got a lot of responses uh, from that. And that question was, what is the most uh, that you have spent on a beer? And was it worth it? What's what's the most money that you have spent on a beer? And uh, was that purchase worth it? And we got some great answers from some people. I had one person say that he paid $55 for a bottle of double barrel Hunapu out of Cigar City, which was, you know, $55. That was a steal, uh, in my opinion. And um, it was well worth it. And to be honest, uh, I, I I would agree. I, I don't think I've had a Hunapu that, that hasn't been, been very, very, very good. Someone else stated they paid uh, 40 bucks for a bottle of German chocolate cupcake stout by Angry Chair, and he loved it. And let me tell you, that is another great beer, and that is another great price, to be honest, for for uh, something coming out, out of Angry Chair. I personally never had a bad beer uh, out of Angry Chair. I think everything I've had from Angry Chair uh, has been exceptional. Not just good or great, but exceptional. Uh, um, they're, they're one of my our favorite places. Someone else paid uh, $200 for a batch one heat of darkness from Shrams. And they said that it was absolutely worth it. Now, now for those of you who are not familiar with with that one, the heart of darkness is considered uh, a capstone mead, and, and I am a self-proclaimed mead aficionado. Uh, if if you were, if you downloaded or, or listened to the the podcast we did on National Mead Day, you know I I love uh, uh, I love mead, and let me say that I've had this one two or three times, and and it is. Absolutely phenomenal, uh, especially if you like mead. Uh, I I can't prom I can't say I would have broke broke off uh two C notes for it, but it is it is it is a, a, a awesome beer. Darren M he dropped forty bucks for a an uh, abnormal beer company's M three Imperial Stout. And he stated that it was definitely worth it. Now, I've never had that one. I need to make sure I uh, cop a bottle of that. Someone put in $140 for a bottle of bourbon barrel aged Dark Lord to complete his 2015 BA Dark Lord set. And he stated, yep, it's worth every penny. And I can understand that purchase because, man, that that is that is also a hell of a, of a beer. Someone paid a hundred and fifty. I mean, cats are drip, dropping some serious loot on, on these beers, man. Someone paid one hundred and fifty dollars for a tactical nuclear penguin by Brew Dog, and and they said it was well worth it. I haven't had that one, so I got to put that one on my list to 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 get. Um, me personally, I once dropped 80 bucks for the, uh, chain smoker stout by toppling Goliath. And, um, what I hear is I, I got a pretty good deal on that. So, uh, it was an awesome beer. So, uh, you know, 
I, I thought it was well worth the the the, the eighty bucks that that uh, I, I dropped on it, especially when you know it was something that I didn't think I was really going to have access to again. So uh, I, I didn't mind putting the trigger on on that. I want to thank everyone who answered the question of the week uh, last week, and hopefully we get just as uh, just as many people. Who will uh, participate in in this week's this week's question? This week's question is: What must a tap room have to be considered a great tap room besides the beer? What else? What else must a tap room have that? They will need that where you can go in and say, hey, you know, this is an awesome tap room besides the beer. You know, of course, you're, you're there for the beer. So so we're going to discount the beer. But what else? What else could they should a tap room have? Should they have for um, a tap room to be considered a a a an awesome an, an awesome tap room? So so give me a ring. You can answer the question. Of the week by calling us at 407-350-7909 or email us at bt at beeristfundamental.com and you can leave your answer or you can leave your answer on the website uh, under this podcast episodes article. Before we go, you know, I love, love to give shout outs to, to people who uh, I, I know that that share the, the love for this craft beer movement. And I want to say cheers, of course, to the GB Bottle Shop for this week's beer. If you're in the in the area, stop by and see Sean and Dave and tell them that Beer is Fundamental sent you. We want to say cheers to John at Vintage Vinos. We want to also say cheers to Eddie at the craftbeersites.com and Hop State Brewery. Also, check out Craft Picks at uh, on YouTube, check out my man Anthony at, at Craft Picks on YouTube. We also want to show love to the Hop On Bus Tours and the Central Florida L Trail. We're going to leave you, you know, we always like to leave you with a song at the end. We're going to leave you with a song by um, another artist that I like to listen to, uh, Antithesis. I know that's a weird sounding name, especially for an artist, but his, his name is uh, Antithesis. And, you know, we, we support independence here. You know, we we support independence in our in our beer. And we also support independent music and the independent artists. So we want to leave you with a nice little track from my man Antithesis. The name of the song is A Native Affair. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We want to thank you for coming to visit us at the neighborhood. And until next time, cheers. Fell in love with a girl named Bonita She 
was rocking a dress with polka dots. Her favorite colors were red, black, and green. She even had a gumby cut in her box. But you don't understand. Flopping like the seasons, I'ma stand behind something I believe in, and that's hip hop, hip hop. You've been listening to the Beer is Fundamental podcast with your hosts, BT and the Beer Searchers.